Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. Yeah, you know, I took a break for a while, but now I'm back, you know. Episode 83 coming at you. And, you know, when you're talking wrestling, you got these wars going on. Sometimes you got to call on family to talk about it. So that's what I did. Welcome him back. I think he might be the first two-time guest on here. Uh, that is the one and only Stephen Michael Thompson, Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Stephen's season, baby. Yes, sir. Keep it on brand. Keep it on brand. What's up, man? How you feeling? Man, uh, I'm so happy. Um, I grew up. I was born in the middle of the attitude. I didn't start watching wrestling until eight years later. So to see, you know, a war going on after hearing about one war for almost uh-huh. 15 years, it's a good, it's, I feel so good. I feel so good to be in the midst of a war. You know, we, we always said, a lot of us said, we'll never have those days again. You know, um, TNA tried it in, what was that, 2010 or 11? Uh, they, yeah, they dropped the ball. They literally <laughs> dropped the for ball. For that night on, the first night, if you remember, that was when Bret the Hitman Hart came back. Um, and that was where you had Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels on Raw, and then you had Hogan and Bischoff on TNA. It was it was like wow this is like back in the old days but we knew we knew it wasn't going to last um, you know right now we got all elite wrestling as well as NXT and you know I was thinking about this before you know the show started I was like man could you imagine the amount of podcasts that would have been going on back in two thousand and one or no no two thousand one was horrible. Uh, back in 98 and 99, 97, 98, and, you know, partially 99, man. Um, just so because, you know, that was the thing. If you, you know, well, with me, I had to go to bed, but I'm pretty sure, like, my uncle, who's 10 years older than me, got me into wrestling. If he had friends that he talked to on the phone, that's what you did. You picked up the phone. Yo, yep. did you just see what just happened? You know, we was just talking about the run over, eight minutes, you know. That used to happen a lot back in the day. Um, and, 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 you know, you can see what Triple H is doing, Steven, where he's got some of that old school values in there. And, you know, you had AEW, they did their thing, and they had their little WCW finish. Let's call it for what it is. Did you see yep. the finish? It was a wcw And I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of research. I'm pretty sure you've gone on your network and you've watched some of the old clips and the old highlights. It was probably full shows. Yeah, yeah, the last two minutes of the show was chaos. And, and that, that brought in money because it was just so much. Like tonight, for example, you, I kind of expected them to squash them, but to kind of see... Um, MJF not hit Cody. He was staring at him for a couple seconds to see the Young Bucks come out, to see other people, even to see Darby Allen. I didn't even know. They kind of, that was kind of smart. They kind of plugged the championship match for next week mm-hmm. in the midst of the chaos. 
So, yeah. and especially with us watching so much WWE, no offense to the brand, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, but we haven't seen a lot of chaotic finishes like that work, you know, correctly. Mm. And, and, you know, I don't have to see it all the time. We saw it back-to-back weeks, sort of. Um, so I want to see what they can do for us next week. But in the end, you know, this was good. But I got you on here. I got to ask you, hell in a cell, the finish. Because we haven't talked about it. You know, we might have tweeted back and forth a little bit. I can't remember. What did you think of the finish of hell in a cell? Before the finish, I want to respect whoever wrote before, not, not, not to finish, whoever wrote like The Fiend, whoever it was brave or whatever. I played that whole match with some ass, so he should still finish to see mm-hmm. The Fiend get hit and lay back down. And even that's like he's seeing the psychology of Seth, he kept hitting him. And someone so he didn't even ask for a pin, he just kept going and going and going. So he was getting psychotic. I kind of feel like even The Fiend went down. He plays at you a little bit. So I feel like mm-hmm. that match is really, in terms of just the storytelling, that's a good okay. story to tell. You don't really uh. see champions unless they're about to lose or they're about to get jumped. You don't really see champions lose their mind mm-hmm. mid-championship match. You might see them throw, throw somebody on a sail, maybe grab a steel chair, Triple H had a sledgehammer, but you never really see somebody go that limp. Now, in terms of the finish, I didn't know until I got on Twitter. Thank, I'm so happy for Twitter. The same thing happened last year. It was a no contest. But I kind of feel like it was, I thought it was weird because Fiend being in Hell Cell, it fit his character. But in mm-hmm. terms of the title match, I thought it came too early. And in terms of the finish, I kind of feel like it just should have, sh- I don't know if you should have gave it to the Fiend because how do you beat the Fiend? Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the story and also the sake of getting, if you're going into this new era, especially the Fiend being so hot, sadly, Kofi had to take his L. If you go to this new section where you have Fox on Friday nights and Raw turns to the B show, they get people to turn in. Have the Fiend and Bray Riot be the champ, be the champion. You'll mm-hmm. see Bray Riot with the championship belt, but you'll be fighting the Fiend for it. So it's kind of, I just feel like the finish should have been obvious. Give it to the Fiend, especially the way, like I mentioned earlier, you was building the Fiend so heavily. He was kicking out of the finisher. So it was so funny. He was, he was kicking out. He was kicking out at one. Not even two. You just pop up. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's strong. He's very strong. Now, you so, know what? I'm, uh, and, and this is the reason why I'm, I'm glad I uh, asked you that. This is the reason why you're on the show, because you always speak with uh, highly intelligence and superior wrestling intellect. The thing was, man, when I sat there and watched it, if they would have just reversed it, if you wanted a no contest, right, if you would have just said, all right, we're going to have the Fiend damage stuff so bad that we got to throw the match, I would have been fine with that. But don't have the Fiend lay down. Granted, he got back up, but don't have the referee throw the match. Now, you mentioned a good point. I feel like the end of the show, I'm sorry, I'm just a fan. Like, you know, we in terms of the media, let's talk about media for a second. In terms of the, talk, the writing, uh-huh. we have NFL films, we have a lot, in defense sports, we have a lot of good media, but the WWE production and media team, the final images of Hell in a Cell, you have the mandible claw. Now, Mick Foley, he did mandible claw, but Steph, Seth, he had blood coming out of his throat. I don't know if it's fake or not, but that was a good scene. Then they had the Fiend standing up at the end of the show. I kind of feel like the finish took away from the movie-like value and also the writing creativity of the whole moment. Well, you, and you also got to remember, like, so you're, you're coming off, and we're going to get into this in a second. You're coming 
you're com- you're on the heels of a pissed off crowd. Let's let's call it for what it is, right? Yep. You had that finish you gave us on set Friday night after we had an incredible week leading up to it, an incredible show. You gave us that finish. Then you only advertised four matches for Hell in a Cell. Yeah, we got some bonus matches. Like, all right, it was a decent show up until, but then you give us that finish. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like if he was going to have the Fiend just throw the contest, I, do you feel like the Fiend should have got the title on Sunday night? That's really the point I'm hitting. It was a title on the line. You know, so honestly, I understand why people say he shouldn't because it's too soon. But the reason why I'm saying it's not because we all know the Fiend is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is a veteran. To me, it's just another step of the character. It's not like where it was a Kane who became an Isaac Yanko. I mean, Isaac Yanko who became a Kane. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was an extension. It was Bray Wyatt to a whole new level, a whole sick demeanor. So I would have been fine with The Fiend becoming the WWE Universal Champion. You know? Um, so I think he should have got it, personally. Or, again, I wouldn't have booked the match at all. I'd have had him wait. I'd have had him slowly but surely take out people and just kind of keep his eye on Seth and then go there. But then again, I mean, you know, you, you were kind of running out of opponents, if you want to be honest. Yeah, especially with the WWE didn't even stop doing this. Gaming pay-per-views, you have to have somebody, I'm not saying strong, but you have to log- logistically have somebody that would make sense in terms of facing Seth in hell and sell. If you're going to have someone in hell and sell, it's been over 40 of them, somebody <laughs> has to be worth Facing uh-huh. Seth. So, I thought WWE put them in a hole having this gimme pay per view. I thought he put it on the theme. Bray Wyatt, in person, he's been a champion before. He's a veteran. So, yep. he, people forget he's been here for a while. So, I kind of thought it would have been perfect. And it would have, I kind of thought having the title on the theme and probably to WrestleMania, that would have been good for the ratings and also a good build up. Now, in terms of people that can actually defend him and beat him and be competitive, that's another conversation. But I just really feel like the ending wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But overall, like you mentioned a good point that the Friday being trash, I kind of feel like WWE, they're, they're a good machine, but between NXT, NXT UK, SmackDown, Raw, they're randomly Hulk Hogan with for, I, I have my team, you have your team, and we're going to do it in a crown jewel. Like, it, sometimes within their writing, it shouldn't be that way, but sometimes we're running around. It kind of shows that they have a lot of things going on, and yeah. they just prioritize stuff. Exactly. So Kofi, for example, I but don't want to talk about it because I'm, I'm angry. I, but I'm, 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 we got to man. We, I, I got you on the show. Feel like <laughs> where you were know, you Friday night? Did you watch it live? What was I doing Friday? I mean, you're a college student still, you know. So I know you out there making things happen. Shout out Morgan State's homecoming this yes, week, sir. One fifty two. Um, I think I was doing. I don't know what I was doing, but first off, it feels good to have Friday nights back for SmackDown. Growing up, you like that? Back, Brian. When I finally watched wrestling in two thousand five, my parents told me one thing: between Mondays and Thursdays, you cannot watch TV. So my oh. wrestling heaven. That makes sense. <laughs> Literally, Friday nights between 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. I had Michael Cole. You had Taz. So my first ever show I followed consistently was okay. Friday nights. Man. That makes sense. 
So it's kind of, it's kind of, I'm, I'm a Michael Cole fan on Friday night. So it's kind of cool to have, especially yeah. on Fox. And Fox, too, they really do great with sports promotion to have Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns on Fox shows. To have, the, I know you saw the commercial. I feel like the build up was mm-hmm. so great. And it, it, it didn't really feel like a WWE build up. It felt like a Fox. It felt like it an event. It felt like a show. And it was even smart. I didn't notice. Even having it in LA, Fox headquarters is literally yeah. Fox away. It's just just like ESPN, so it, it felt like a show. Now, in terms of the Brock Lesnar thing, I kind of feel like if you want to came Velasquez. Now we saw it months ago, dirt sheet, and you know, dirt sheets are pretty accurate now. Mostly, um, we knew Brock was going to get the championship because he was on Fox. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt you should have gave Kofi more time. Plus, if he's going to do came Velasquez, I kind of felt he had Brock close to him under the title. Then maybe Kane comes out. And yep. For the sex of, for the sake of maybe giving the title to somebody else, and maybe Brock gets it in a couple weeks, or maybe he handles the last case of Survivor Series. So I kind of feel like in terms of giving him the title, it makes sense. But once again, we don't have a working champion. He's not going to be at house shows, and I'm coming from I don't go to house shows. I'm a college student, but at house shows, you want to see the champion. You want to see the top guy. If you're thinking technical wrestling, you want to see the top guy. So to have Brock Lesnar as a part timer. You know, not really performing all the time. Yes, as a wrestling, as a deep wrestling fan, that's offensive. But for the sake of the ratings, especially the money, the guaranteed money, they have, don't mean they have an NFL TV contract. If you don't know what that is, basically for the NFL and other sports leagues, they give you guaranteed money up front. So no matter what you do, you're going to get that mm-hmm. cash. So Brock Lesnar, what you told me about people told me, he just brings in the money. And for the sake of wrestling business 2019, if it's not bringing in money, if it's not bringing in ratings, especially when you have a war yeah. again, he's You know, to me, the finish, it was. You, you... <clears throat> All right, this is where I look at it, right? Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, um, Finn Balor, AJ Styles. All of them could get a hit on Lesnar, but Kofi couldn't. You know, I understood he flew through the roof. But all of them could get a hit on Brock, but Kofi couldn't for the W. Kofi beat Randy. I think Kofi beat Randy a couple times, and Randy put some hits. On exactly. Lesnar. So I just feel, I'm not gonna put racism with Cart because I'm tired and I do that all the time. But for the sake, of, it kind of makes him look. If you're just looking at that, it kind of makes him look. especially on Fox in front of everybody. It's like wow, and he's been champion for almost six seven yeah. months. Like you don't so, do that. You don't That's do exactly, that. you know, just just like, come on now. And then I'm supposed to be, I look at this guy, Cain Velasquez, and I understand. I'm not a big UFC guy. I admit that. I've said that on the show. But I'm supposed to be like, okay, you got rid of him, and I'm supposed to be sold in. If it, if it had been John Bones Jones or somebody that's like, you know, like if it would have been him, a match we'd never seen before. But I went back and watched Cain Velasquez match with Lesnar, and I saw he beat the crap out of him. So, I'm excited. Uh, Plus, I saw his stuff in Mexico. Now, like, we're a lot of fans saying, I don't know why he's so good. Mm-hmm. He just, like, I don't know if you saw his stuff in Mexico. It's good. I just feel like, for the sake of the title, I'm not a big respect the strap. I'm not a big respect the strap guy, but for the sake of Kofi in the title ring, logistically, it doesn't make sense to have him lose in nine seconds. Yeah. Because he's not a nine second champion. We've, he's had, we've had Kofi Kingston after his goal for 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Majority of them. Right. He's went toward toward and Randy. He's Went toe to toe with AJ. He fought off everybody. So, for the sake of respect, especially 
Hey, we know we hear back in the day, you know, good champions, they're rewarded by finish when they're t- when it's their time to turn over their championship belt and give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Of course, you put the person over, but you kind of re- let them do it with dignity and respect. So I want to see where Col- – of course, he has the New Day, and they just split up the New Day, and they're also strong, but I really want to see how – not how he responds. He's a professional. I want to see in terms of storylines mm-hmm. and also just really what's next. I want to see how he responds. Yeah. Now, moving on, let's talk some AEW, man. Uh, way to show into, you know, we talked about the, um, you know, chaotic finish, but uh, Chris Jericho tonight, he named his group the Inner Circle. First of all, how do you feel about Jake Hager? Um, it's just something. I thought, I've always been a Jake Hager fan. I respect pure athletes. He's one of those pure athletes. He's kind of like a Kurt Angle, like a Bobby Lack. He's a pure athlete. The mm-hmm. dude can go. So, yeah, his MMA career has been garbage because he's facing easy opponents. But to hear him, to see him come in, and I, one thing I like about the announcement was that WWE needs to do more often, he, they sold the heck out of Jake Hager. He was doing simple moves out of his moveset. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I paid a slam. Oh, my. He's selling the heck out of him. He's making him look good. And plus the fans, especially independent fans. Because mm-hmm. on paper, saying Jake Hager, oh, Jake Hager's not tracking to come out. First episode of AEW Dynamite, and he's going to smash everybody. We're not going to really call, catch into that. But between the commentary and the fans, they sold the moment. And that's sometimes we forget. The fans' reaction really sells the moment sometimes. Mm-hmm. So in terms of I'm excited. I respect that they're still letting him do his MMA schedule, and I really want to see. And he he looks fit because it's been a few years since he's been world champion. It's been a few years since he's kind of been, you know, performing regularly. So he, I'm excited. He looks fit. He looks ready. Um, in terms of the roster, he has a lot of potential dream matches. So you could put him with Hangman. You could put him with Pat. You put him in a lot of places, and he can really do some work. So I'm excited, and I'm kind of excited that. They added a former WWE guy, but it wasn't a guy with buzz. Yeah. He's a guy that you kind of forgot about, but you still know him because of his name. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, let's shift. Let's stay right there, though. Let's just shift over to the faces. MJF, man. Um, you know, so the inner circle were beating up on Cody Rhodes, or I guess we got to call him Cody, um, tonight without Brandy Rhodes. And. All of a sudden, they uh, MJF comes out with a chair. Did you think he was going to turn, or did you think he would stay with Cody? Um, I think he would stay with Cody. I feel like obviously they're going to do a blow off coming soon. But one thing I respect about the whole blow off scene and him wanting to turn on Cody, they've been selling this for months. Mm-hmm. It literally happens to every. I don't know if y'all gotta watch Being the Elite. Every episode of Being the Elite, he's nice around Cody, but once Cody is gone. He's calling people curse words. He's clowning. He's being a complete butthole. Yeah. I love it. He's such a great heel. So I'm like, man, okay, this is, he's going to be a face. How he's is- kind of he's kind of like a millennial type of heel. He's not very old school. He's not a guy he abuses. He just he's just he's just a jerk. Yeah, he's like a Twitter. He's just a butthole. He's just a jerk. He's really he just the stuff he says. I mean, in the way he is. Did you hear him on Austin's podcast? No, I did not. That's what made me like him even more. I was like, oh, man, this dude, he, he. I was like, I like this. You know what I mean? So, um, but, yeah, I, I think that's going to be interesting to see what happens, um, where they go with him from here, you know. Um, but I do like, uh, like you said, we, you I mean, you touched on a lot of it earlier, just with going into next week, Darby Allen versus, Cole, um, versus uh, Chris Jericho for the AEW. 
heavyweight championship. Don't expect him to win it. But, you know, I wish they would do the thing where it's like, you know, what they used to do back in the day. If this person wins, then they'll be the one to face this person, you know, coming up at the pay-per-view. Are you going to full gear? Um, it's the day before my birthday, so hopefully okay. I will be there. Nice little celebration. I, I really want to go. I was, it's kind of cool to have them around the East Coast way more often because WWE kind of rarely come around here multiple times a year. So well, I'm excited. Running, yeah, WWE definitely. is running the whole country. So Literally, they're running everything. So I'm excited. I'm happy they're picking Baltimore. It's, it was kind of cool to see DC be the first one and have just a hot a crowd that hot. Now, mind you, it was probably a lot of people who was from DC, but it was kind of so cool to see a lot of DC fans yeah, so, into independent wrestling and really into AEW. It's well, kind of a dope one. Yeah, well, see, you know, I was there, and, um, you know, I, the people, I, you know, obviously I'm from Baltimore, uh, and then the people who were sitting next to me were from Alexandria, Virginia. So, like, during the dark match, they left. Um, I don't know if you saw AEW Dark. But those yep. are the matches that took place. They gave us three free matches. Um, but um, they was like, all right, we got to leave because we got to drive ahead of us. Um, and so it was a lot of people from, you know, this, this neighboring states traveling. I, I thought it was good. You know, we're going to find out. A lot of people are saying the real wars begin after, um, excuse me, after uh, the baseball playoffs. Because they believe that AEW could have done even bigger numbers had there not been baseball last week. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I want to jump in with the opening contest. Um, you know, as this show, this, <laughs> the title of this show is The Parties on Wednesday Nights Now. Oh, man. Opening contest for AEW. Private party getting the upset win over the Young Bucks. How'd you feel about that one? I respect the Young Bucks putting them over because the Young Bucks can e- you can easily on paper. That's one thing I'm liking my AEW easily on paper. The finals can be SEU versus the Young Bucks or the Young Bucks versus YouTube Brothers, and I kind of respect the Young Bucks letting this happen. And Private Party, they're a pretty great tag team. I wish they kind of remind me of you know Dawkins and the other guy in NXT in terms okay. of the swagger and the coolness because these are people yeah. you want to be cool with. But in terms of the tag team, they're really athletic, and I respect the, the Young Bucks first off signing them, and even seeing them getting signed after one match. Where you had such a great match here, the full contract. So in terms of the match, it was a very good match. They really matched each other's intensity, and it's kind of cool to see the Young Bucks face people on their level. I'm not saying most teams are better than the Young Bucks in AEW, but to kind of see people can match up with their athleticism and also teamwork is very Yeah, cool. you know, and you make a good point. I'm going to, you know, share a story on the podcast. Uh, it was in 2000, what year? 2018, I believe. It may have been 17. Um, I was working with WSU Wrestling and CZW, and during the CZW show, uh, I'm not going to name the names just because I didn't like the distasteful act that they did. And I actually like these guys who did it. But they um, during the match, you know, it was like a beat down and then they spat on them. You know, and sometimes, you know, you can work a spit. <laughs> but like, nah, like I saw the loogie on one of the um, private party members back. And I just thought that was like so disgusting. I was just irritated by it because I'm like, yo, this is. One, this is independent wrestling. You're doing this in front of 200 people. And two, you, you, what's the point? You don't have to spit on these kids because you know they're not going to fight back because they're just young. You know, they, they were young. So to see them there tonight right. in advance, I felt 
very happy, and I was like, you know, they deserve it, you know, and, you know, I mean, unfortunately for them other people, you know, they're still doing their thing, and, you know, I mean, this may get back to them, it may not, I just didn't like that move, you know, I don't think they're bad people at all, but a lot of times what happens is people will take advantage, I mean, you know, in your field, you know, you're a young rising star, but you know, you, you may say, you know, I don't know if I should say anything right now. And somebody who else might be like, well, I'm going to just tell them, I'm going to do it, make you do the work anyway. So that's right. the thing. But, you know, I was very happy to see them win. But then, you know, it, it was so funny because as they were winning, and for those who do not know, if you're just your first time listening, uh, you didn't look at the show graphic, me and Steve are very proud african-american men so of course we were happy that yes, private sir. party won not that we would be mad if anybody else won but you know uh but on another channel there was leo rush becoming the new nxt cruiserweight champion defeating drew gulak now how about that match i love drew gulak he's just <laughs> such a wrestler I, i'm a big i'm very big on gulak he's very He's very tough. He's very he knows his submission. And it kinda it's kinda cool to see Leo really be back because you know, I'm not saying he got blacklisted, but he kinda said some stuff a couple months ago and a lot of it was very true. And he kind of kind of like a Sasha, but a little bit shorter. He kind of fell off the face mm-hmm. for a second. And we didn't really know I for a second, my are you still signed? Are you still with the company? He was making appearances. So it was very cool to see him, you know. And NXT, and it's kind of cool to see the end of the Cruiserweight title being on NXT because really the NXT, which WWE probably won't admit, it kind of caters to more the independent wrestling crowd, kind of the real wrestling fans crowd, especially since a lot of their roster now. This is what I'm gonna mention later. This is why the wars is really more of an independent wrestling war because a lot of the stars of these two shows two or three years ago, there was, there, hmm. there was indie stars. It was kind of cool him to see him back mentally and just performance wise on a good level. I kind of feel like Wednesday nights. Will be good for him. I kind of Monday Night Nice was cool, but I kind of thought he got lost in the sauce, especially. Well, I thought Howard. too with um, Leo Rush that he was he was gonna go far with Lashley, but at the end of the day, Leo Rush is a wrestler, um, so it's kind of good to see. You don't want somebody who can wrestle as good as he can not wrestling all the time. You know what I mean? Um, and like you said, it was just kind of right. You know, you'd get lost in the sauce, or it was kind of gimmicky. You know, it wasn't like he was gonna be any real serious matches. So I thought it was cool that, you know, to see him back on NXT, he's a cruiserweight champion. So I want to see where they go from here. Um, but um, <laughs> let's stick with – let's go to Monday Night Raw, man. Um, Bobby Lashley, <laughs> Lana, and Rusev. What in the world is going on? And what's your thoughts about it? I'm not a cursing man. <laughs> Bobby was saying to himself, what the heck is going on? And that was cool. It's funny. It got views, but you don't start off a show like that. I feel like, especially we're in the climate of like, if your show isn't good within the first 15 minutes, especially for me as a costume, it's raw if I do within the first 30 minutes, I'm not going to keep watching it. So I kind of feel like starting a show off with that wasn't good. Not like it's funny, but I just feel like it's just they're doing it with the mm-hmm. wrong people. Like Rusev and Lana, obviously. <laughs> Love each other. Now, if you do it with Maria and Mark, or maybe even Rockstar Spud, um, Drake Maverick and his supposed girl, they're not together, but his fake within... Co- I just well, they, it's, they're it's, really I, I, It's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay, they are. Yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm very Because Lana... 
and who did actually a very yeah. Well, yeah, Lana in terms of in terms of wrestling content. Well, yeah, well, Lana and Rusev, you know, married. Uh, Mike and Maria married. Uh, Renee Michelle and Drake married. I know a lot of people had an issue because there are they are people who are legally married, you know. Um, and this is where you see Tyson Kidd, who's brilliant. Uh, they tried it before, but I mean, I also think you know they, they used to try stuff with him and Natty, but he <laughs> neither one of them had like the great personality to pull it off and make it believable. Um, you know, I, I know they tried it with uh, Jay Uso, Jimmy Uso, and Naomi. But I saw the tweet from Lance Storm. It said, you know, pretty much Macho Man told somebody uh, or told him, don't get involved in an angle with your wife because the last time I did, now I don't have a wife, you know. So I don't see what's the payoff. I don't see, like, in this case, what happens. You know, it just kind of makes you feel bad for Rusev, you know. It's childish. It's, I thought it was not needed. It, yeah, I know you have spots on a three. You have a three-hour show. You have spots. It, 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 you can do one of those things. Everybody was excited about Paul Heyman coming back. <laughs> you know, but look, what's going on now? You know, and I and I for it's I play Bobby. Ever since he came back, he's been a stupid, stupid sort. But you know what though? He should really. I think Lana could take him to the top. Now, with Seth Rollins, needs a monster. A heel, right? Bobby Lashley could be the guy to take out Seth Rollins. You know who would have been good with Bobby Lashley? Stokely. Oh, absolutely. He's an NXT. He's an NXT. We don't want missing in wrestling. Managers. Which you know, but as good as managers. (laughs) Managers. Absolutely. This is why one regret I have about Paul Heyman his last couple years, besides Brock, he's never had a group of guys. He used to have, I think back on SmackDown, when they had SmackDown 6, he used to have a few guys. I kind of feel like when Brock is gone, I feel like Paul, I feel like Cesaro could have been. Oh, yeah, when he had Cesaro and Ryback in him. I feel like, I just feel like Lana is not the good person for Lashley, just for the sake of like, she's just better with Rusev because we're so used to it. But if he could have like a black manager or maybe even Leo Rush. Mm I feel like if they kind of retail the storylines, some of the writing, he could have been a perfect. He could have got by. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know, but I, I don't know, you know. And then this week they were live in the bedroom from bedroom satellite. So I don't know, man. Um, but let's move on. Let's uh, let's stick with the women. This week on Monday Night Raw, Becky Lynch and Charlotte fell to the Kabuki Warriors. The new. SmackDown, or it's just a new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Um, Becky Lynch and Charlotte look like we're, that's the match we're going to get at Survivor Series, you know? How excited are you for that? Do you care? I'm just ready for the four horse women to face Ronda Rousey and her. Yeah. Like, it's, obviously, it's coming. It is literally coming. It's obvious. They need to get it. Basically, needs to drop her time. Just get it together. Like, have it. We're well, not ready yet. <laughs> I'm tired of this, man. Listen, um, in terms of the Kabuki Warriors, let's give them some credit. I think them doing their segment Japanese, it's just so disrespectful. It's so mm-hmm. funny. Because we don't, Jordan fans don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> and in terms of matches, cool, but I, I have an issue with the women right now. I kind of feel like there's not a lot of women being used effectively. It's some reason why you're having a tag team match with your tag team champions. 
and you're facing the other two women's champions. That's more of something for a pay-per-view or more of like a main event for a show. You don't want to – why? They could have – But then on Superstars or, and slash uh, pre-Warmuscle Raw and SmackDown, you got Sarah Logan and Dana Brooke going at it every week. And I know they've even said, all right, can we take this uh, rivalry to Raw now? Because they will put they put on an incredible match at um, Raw the night of uh, Labor Day night. They put on an incredible yeah. match which aired on Superstars. So I can understand yeah, your beef um, with the women now. Yeah, that's just, it's fun. especially with Evolution. I was kind of like that they dropped the ball mm-hmm. with the woman. It's and you see it in independent wrestling. It's not hard to book consistent multiple women feuds. It happened in NXT. It happens all the time. Japan, they do it all the yeah. time. You really have promotion of just women, and they do great with it. It's not that well, they, hard to book And they women. do it sometimes, and then they fall off, and that's the issue. You know, WrestleMania this year, could have you really could have had four women's matches, you know, but they didn't. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, but let's move go down to NXT because, you, you know, you talk about the women – you know, tonight Rhea Ripley said that she will defeat Shayna Baszler. Bianca Belair defeated a returning Dakota Kai. And then afterwards she said, you know, Rhea Ripley pretty much like, no, you got to go through me first. Oh, man. Did they drop the ball on Bianca? Yes. <laughs> okay. And the issue is Shayna Baszler, she, I, I, I've gotten more respect for her, but she's been champion too. Mm-hmm. And people say, oh, there's somebody who can defeat her. Bianca could have easily defeated her. Yeah. That could have been your Brooklyn. That could have been your Bailey moment. That could have been your pop in New York. In Toronto. Everybody me. said that. Have, Every... That could have been easily been your pop. Well, you and you could have kept Bianca fresh Phoenix. and undefeated. You go back to Phoenix. Take over um, yep. Phoenix. That's where I thought she was going to get it done when she lost to her, like, in December. November, December. I said, oh, that's all right. She'll get it in Royal Rumble weekend. And she didn't. You know, so it's like, man, and uh, Mia Yim, shout out to her being in the first video, her first video game. She posted a graphic um, where it was like going against uh, Shayna Baszler and her horsewomen, and it was like them versus Mia, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, and somebody else. So I thought that was pretty cool. She was like, it was like war games, but it's not official, you know. I was just, um, Nobody was to admit it, but like the NXT women, they have good women. Like, great. But in terms of storylines, in terms of the buzz that the women used to get, it's, it's kind of falling off. And it's not really due to Shayna. Shayna's good. He's okay on the mic, but it's more of like if you keep consistently having a good champion to these people. Mm-hmm. So, in terms, I probably like they dropped the ball just for the sake of timing, but. And honestly, it should take Rhea, it should not take Rhea Ripley coming from NXT UK to come to NXT to beat Baszler. But I feel like Bianca should have never been in this. And Rhea, I feel like Rhea would end up beating she would kind of be like a Pete Dunn's thing. She reminds me of a Pete Dunn's because she doesn't care. She's gonna come do what she has to do and win. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for Rhea. I think she's a person that can convincingly, according to the WWE writer, sadly, beat Baszler. And I think Baszler deserves deserves some time off because she's kinda of, She's been kind of carrying a women's division, which that has not had a lot of stars lately. So. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's a, definitely like a weird transition. Uh, and you, I mean, you just made you made a lot of great points. A lot of, they just haven't booked the women. Um, you know, they haven't booked multiple women. You know, look at 
Ember Moon sitting around and catering, you know, unless she's hurt that I don't know about. Maybe I forgot. But, you know, she's somebody who could be used. Um, Dana Brooke, Sarah Logan. Um, I guess Ruby, yeah, I think Ruby Ryan and Liv Morgan are hurt. You know, so it's definitely, they definitely have a plethora of women there. Um, but move over to AEW. Tonight we saw um, Bria, uh, Bree Priestley and Britt Baker renew their robbery after the tag match. Um, do you care about this one? Uh, you know, I feel like they could use some work. I mean, but it's too early, but I feel like they're, they just focused on the one story. Yeah, I think it's going to take time. I feel like they really had established importance in the women's championship. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of had to happen. And I think already, I think they also haven't gone women's championship or tag team championship, I think. But um, we're going to see where it goes. Now, she kind of sold it. Um, Britt Bricker, she posted a picture of, like, a black eye under, like, under her eye. So we're going to see where it goes. Obviously, they are just getting started. So we want to, you know, just see where it goes. So I'm kind of observing. I'm not, gonna, I'm not very vocal on – I'm not very vocal on um, AEW's Women's Division. I'm just happy that for the sake of PR – I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I'm happy – they didn't put Nala Rose over because a lot of fans were like, oh, for the sake yeah. of transgender. So I kind of put. But one thing I was about Nala Rose, she's, per, she's very consistent. She's very pers- persistent through the slander and that she actually put on a great match of Rio because it really looked like Rio had no chance because she is mm-hmm. so small. A lot of Japanese. Asuka, she's on the bigger, more built side, but a lot of Japanese women, especially Kenny Omega, he loves that type of style. They're very small. So to have her win the match in the way she did. Uh, and the place, like, that, that place popped, man. Um, speak, speaking of Mo, uh, speaking of Omega, uh, tonight uh, John Moxley defeated Sean Spears, and then he was confronted by Omega, who was then attacked by Pac. Um, great feud, great major feud without the title. What you think? Uh, I thought Pac should have got it. Yeah, okay. He feels too much. Uh, I thought he should be whipping everybody who wants to touch the title. I thought he should be pretty much aiming at people. So if I'm Pac, I'm slowly maybe if I'm Pac, attack Chris Jericho oh. or somebody after a show so he can get that title shot. But anyways, I kind of like Pac's gonna be the next champion. But in terms of um Omega and Moxie, I just want them to give them 35 minutes. Them <laughs> like glass first episode, they're a glass table. Like we see tables, but you really see glass spots, and that was a real glass spot. And so much so in terms of the wrestling cake. Um, Omega didn't even come back to the match. Yeah, and it's and one thing what's very powerful about being the elite, Kenny Omega, he cut a scorching promo about Omega wanted to go to G one, and he had his no um Mox wanted to go to G one, he had his elbow issue, so Omega ripped into Moxley, and it's, it's just been a very and that's how that's one thing about EW I should expect so far between the Jericho incident, having their having the original Heyman versus Pac match canceled, and having to cancel. Moxley versus Omega, they always find ways in terms of PR, in terms of social media and being elite to sell it and keep. Yeah, it that's true. Because if, if my Omega would have never cut that promo, I'm not saying I would have not cared because I want to see this match, but a lot of people would have not cared. So to keep it going and just and it's kind of, I'm not saying don't turn it into like a 24 seven type of thing, but have this joint happen every week. I don't care if it's via social media, stay fighting and catering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put, put just have them. Slowly kill each other until they can fully kill each other. Yeah, 
It sounds so terrible. Have them just whoop each other. So, yeah, this is kind of like a. I would see that be like like a co-main event type of feel, uh-huh. and really just whoever wins gets the first next title shot at statins or something, or whoever wins faces pack for the next title shot at some like at some on the line. But in terms of hardcore, it's gonna be it's gonna be very now. How you, it's not gonna be a title. How you feel about the fact that it comes back on right after it goes off AEW? That is. Um, so I know I'm very involved in church, so for me, it's cool for me. I'm figuring I'm excited, but I think it's very cool, especially for the West Coast because AEW Dynamite it starts like uh, my math will be wrong, like four or five in the West Coast. So if you're coming home six or seven or eight, and you'll count, I'm, I'm trying to watch Dynamite, it's one mm-hmm. that and TNT they do that, like they it's cool, it's cool, like. Uh, NBA games, they do. They really show both double headers of WNBA NBA games. So I say game inside eleven. You're gonna have, you're gonna watch that game over until it's all. Yeah, so I, they have a tendency of replaying sporting events with the NBA. I know. Which I, I like growing up. You know, during the Attitude Era, uh, there would be times where, <laughs> like, I would go to my grandmother's house to watch. Uh, you know, sometimes go spring break, and I would be able to watch Raw and Smack and I mean, Raw and Nitro, and then you know I might go to sleep and wake up in the middle of the night, turn it on, boom, Nitro was on. So. You know, that was always cool. It was like, wait, I, I can turn on wrestling. So, oh, I missed this part, you know. Um, but we about to wrap things up. But before we get out of here, I got to ask you this. How did you like NWA Power? Power, three hours. <laughs> um, it was such a cool feel. I feel like besides, like, as we Eric clips, the first clips we saw, I saw wrestling was the old school studio show. Uh-huh. For example, Eli Drake came out. He came out of the curtain. He looked out the crowd. He was walking swagger. No music. Tim Storm, Nick Aldis, they came to the rink. No music. They're straight crowd. It's so cool to kind of... It's just a different type of feel. It's like an old school feel. It's no music. It's straight crowd. If they hate you, they're going to boo you. Your theme music is the cheers and boos. It's very old school. You see the flags. I kind of respect Dave Mar. I'm a very big fan of Marquez. Jim Cornette... Yeah, but he's a part of NWA history. I let him be him. So in terms of the whole feel, it's different. It's kind of an old school feeling, and I love that they're selling. Oh, this studio is unpredictable stuff. Anything can happen. It can't, and anything can happen. It's a giant curtain. Anybody can come from that curtain. Mm-hmm. And I think about the NWA. I'm kind of happy. So I kind of feel really, especially after All In, and having Cody boost up the NWA platform. The NWA kind of got quiet because when the all the AEW stuff was going on. NXT was announcing their stuff in the spring. NWA, they didn't do anything for a month. But after they ran their Crockett Cup shows, he, Corgan admitted, like, hey, we did some good things well, but moving forward, we're going to have to change some things. And I kind of feel like NWA getting to their old stomping grounds and having the studio show, because NXT, that's not a studio show. We don't really, besides maybe local TV, championship wrestling from Hollywood, that's an NWA affiliate. You don't really see no studio wrestling on TV. Yeah, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. All right, so I, I'm in the minority, and I've accepted that, because I didn't care for it. I'm like, this ain't 1979, 1989, bro. You know, the, the whole standing in the studio, it's like, uh, this is whack. Um, you know, I just felt it looked cheesy. Uh, you know, I know every. I think I'm literally in the minority. Everybody talked about they liked it, which is cool. You know, um, it's just not for me. You know, and, now and, I have a question for you. How hmm. do you feel about Ring of Honor right now? So Ring of Honor, it, it's uh, 
Who's who, somebody just won their title? Um, I forgot. I know Taven just dropped the belt. I was Roosh. Roosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think they would be good mixing and partnering with NWA. I think that would be perfect for that. Um, you know, I understand. Like, you know, I've I've had an interview with them, and they said, you know, they'll never compete with the WWE. They kind of know their lane, which is cool. But it's like, don't you want to at least grow your audience? Yeah, I kind of feel the issue with Ring of Honor. I've seen outside of the top stars they had lately, you can't really believe they made a card. And they're women of honor. Yeah, they have good women, but it's kind of like they never push women of honor. They have the honor academy. They don't really, they show some little clips on YouTube. I kind of feel like, they were, in terms of the war, there's no losers right now, but the main loser is Ring of Honor. Hey. You had the young back, you had SCU. But a lot of these people, honestly, they're just going to go. But they yeah. lost so much fire after the MSG show. And mm. I kind of feel bad for Matt Taven because he's a good world champion. But it's not Matt Taven's fault. And right. Everybody who sold those tickets <laughs> are gone. Exactly. And that's... Even if Jay Lethal was still a champion, I kind of feel like if you do an NWA crossover Ring of Honor, I want to say Jay Lethal and NWA champion because we, besides our troop, we really haven't seen nobody NWA champion. That's another conversation for time. But in terms of the losers, Ring mm. of Honor is getting kicked. Well, they you know, and, and that's why it's just like they just really another indie fed. You know, you, you really can't put them. I mean, we, we, we know them because they're on TV and we get to see them. But in all honesty, they're just another indie fed that doesn't have to do our pay-per-view that can actually do a pay-per-view. Yeah, um, I'll tell, I'm not saying they're in deep trouble because like you, you know people who worked, who used to work there, you, you're but for the sake of it, I'm not really a Ring of Honor fan no more because I kind of feel like they've lost. A lot of people say years Ring of Honor. First thing is Ring of Honor, it was wrestling. It was the, the code of honor. It was you're going to get a wrestling match. You're going to have. I kind of feel like they lost. They kind of got lost in a pure wrestling thing. Yep. And they try to be a little bit not gimmicky, but they really try to get to get stars and have BS storylines. So, of course, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hope somebody ends. But when, if Ring of Honor does not fix. Mm-hmm. Or make a power move, or make a connection, and that's what Pride comes. Like. They don't make the connection with in New Japan, which they have, but they need to do more of that. They don't really have, you know, because they New Japan. Well, New Japan. I'm not trying to go keep going, but New Japan. They wanted to do American expansion. The most yeah. perfect way to do American expansion. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Yeah, all my Sinclair broadcasts. Sinclair, they broadcast everywhere. Have sent one or two guys over, maybe a couple times a year. Have some TV matches, do some stuff for pay per view, and. But I just feel like if you're not going to collaborate and you're going to stay in your box, you're not going to get nowhere. Point blank period. Because if you think about it, WWE, they have four brands. Yep. UK, NXT, Wall, SmackDown. You have NWA. You have AEW. If you're going in, you have Evolve. You have Progress. You have Bar Wrestling. You have um, House of Glory. I think a rapper, he bought that. Master um, P. So- Wow. Yeah, Master P bought that. <laughs> so, for the sake of the wrestling landscape, it's good for us, but in terms of competition, it's proven and it's going to happen. It's proven that multiple companies can keep going mm-hmm. and still be productive, but for the sake of Ring of Honor, they really need to make some changes fast. And it's not hiring a big name. It's really, you got, you're going to have to restructure that TV contract. you got to go live. Uh-huh. Like, if, you're, if you're going 10... Like Ring of Honor comes on at two times. Like I think in Baltimore it comes on like ten thirty, ten thirty, ten o'clock at night on Saturday or something. Yeah, at all. 
It's not effective. It's not, it's not, you're not ECW TV. You're not going to stay up and try to watch. No. And then Sunday at like two. So it's oh. just it's just bad. It's just to make some bad promotions really being at the short end of the six. Yeah. But uh, let me let you get ready to get out of here. But before I go, any predictions for the draft Friday and Monday? I'm actually going to mention. I want to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I know for short. It, it sounds weird, but for the first time, Raw is going to be the B show. So I kind of feel some big stars are going to come to SmackDown. Yeah. But for the sake of Raw, Raw kind of needs some firepower to keep the ratings up. Well, yeah, they got Seth Rollins. I want to see which <laughs> is going to move. I don't want to move. I just want the WWE has been so big. I haven't even thought about the draft. Yeah. Especially, I, mean, I think they're pushing Crown Jewel harder than the draft. I think the draft is way more important than Crown Jewel. I just don't like Crown Jewel. That's uh, just a political. Yeah, common sense. So, gotcha. <laughs> I just, just got to give a shout out to my boy Blake because he got an idea when Kofi would go to Raw. You know, I think he needs that. I think he, if you keep him in a main event scene, don't, have, don't give him a title. If he can compete for maybe the club, or he can really, you know. But I kind of want to see if they do like an X Factor. They can, if maybe NXT get some picks. I want to see how what they really do with in terms of the surprise. That's what yeah. really makes a draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think we, you know, I definitely think Braun is staying. I think Roman is staying on SmackDown. Um, I really don't see no really. I guess, you know, after Blake said it, I thought about it. I said, man, that would definitely make sense. Send Kofi to Raw. Um, but then again, the whole New Day could go over there. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they broke them up. I think that would be the biggest shock if they split up the New Day. You know, um, I, I think, think I'm going to split them up. Send Big E to Raw to have a single push. There you go. So, but uh, final thoughts and we're let the people know where to find you. Final thoughts, I'm just very happy. Uh, <laughs> I'm just very happy to just see AEW. My advice to the fans, yes, competition, but let the companies compete as fans. We shouldn't be bashing each other. If you like AEW, cool. If you like WWE, cool. If you like NXT, cool. If you like New Japan, cool. If you like it all like me, great. Be blessed. <laughs> but really just enjoy the moment because – We've seen within sports, you know, we've seen the NBA that got hurt by dynasties. Where wrestling is one of the only sports, one of the only entertainment brands that is so much of it. Mm-hmm. You can't get it all at once, and you can really have your options. So enjoy the options. In terms of where you can find me, follow me at season underscore media on Twitter. Season underscore media on Instagram. That's where I post all my photos, all my content. I write for HBCU Game Day, SB Nation. Follow me there. If you need my services, go to stevenseasons.com. Brian, he advocates for me. Y'all know where to find me. So <laughs> follow me on Twitter, at me, whatever. If you don't like what I have to say, we can tweet it out. And, yeah, what a time to be a wrestling fan. What a time to be a wrestling fan, folks. That is Steven Season. I'm Brian H. Waters. Until the next time, in the words of the GOAT, Gorilla Monsoon, so long, yes, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.